Hello, my name is Rafal and I would like to welcome you to my Headshot Photography podcast. And first of all, I just want to apologize for my stuffy voice. Uh, recently, I got COVID, believe it or not, and I was quite sick for a few days. And um, today is the first day where I feel a little bit better. And I wasn't sure even if I should do this podcast, but um, I'm just kind of sick of, you know, being in a bed and um, just doing nothing. And I have a few thoughts on my mind, which I would like to share with you. So that's why I've decided to, um, even with my crappy voice, do this podcast. So I hope you guys uh, forgive me this uh, crazy voice. Anyways... So today I want to talk about Nikon, and I don't want to review any equipment. Uh, I don't want to talk about lenses, buddies. Um, I, I have some incident which happened to me lately with Nikon, and I was debating even if I even if we should talk about it uh, because that was some kind of um, very unfortunate situation, and I was quite upset. I'm kind of frustrated for quite a bit. And the same time, I didn't know how to even approach this whole thing. This whole thing eventually got sorted out and, and, and everything is okay. But this entire situation just puts really kind of bad taste in my mouth when it comes to this company. And before I go into the details, um, I just want to talk a little bit about um, the fact that I've been with Nikon for almost two decades. Um, I started shooting with my Nikon F100, which was the film camera. And I actually stuck with this brand. I really like Nikon. Um, I found these cameras were extremely reliable. And because I loved it so much, um, over the last 20 years, I've been with this company. So I've invested tons of money into it, uh, not to mention I was just upscaling and upgrading the bodies, the lenses. Um, I was trying to be on the top of when it comes to, you know, the newest and the greatest stuff coming out from Nikon. Several years ago, this whole thing kind of slowed down a little bit. But for the last 20 years, I've been one of those I would say uh, top clients who invest in this company um, quite a bit, and that's why that's why I want to talk about it, and that's why I want to do this podcast because I deeply believe that so many photographers out there, when they stick to one brand, they with them for life. And I know it's much easier nowadays to change brands and go to different systems and stuff like that. But most of photographers who are kind of old school like I am, when they started with specific company, they pretty much dedicated their life and they they, they stay with the company for, for entire careers. And that's why this is the kind of the bottom line. That's why I want to start this podcast. So Nikon has this quite interesting program for professional photographers, which is called um, NPS, uh, Nikon Professional Service. And if you are part of it, um, you pretty much get some additional services, which means that if your camera breaks, uh, you know, you can send that out fairly quickly and they will kind of fix that as a priority. 
they will send you some backup equipment. So it's kind of nice, I would say, additional service from Nikon to support professional photographers who use Nikon cameras. And I never used this much, but for the last 10 years, I was always applying for this because you just don't know what's going to happen. And um, it's kind of nice to have on kind of on the back of your head that if something kind of goes sideways, you have that support and the company will take care of you and they will support you. They'll send you backup gear if you if you if you need something. So this is something, in my opinion, extremely valuable for most professional photographers because they know that the company kind of taking care of them, right? And, and I deeply believe this is something important. And recently, my NPS uh, membership expired and I had no idea usually what was happening. Uh, the Nikon was sending email that the, the membership is expiring and you need to basically reapply to kind of get this membership extended. And for the last decade, this was never an issue. Um, I was just sending PDF file. There are certain requirements. You have to own a couple of professional bodies. Um, you had to own a couple of um, professional lenses. They had some kind of lists. And you have to basically prove that you are a professional photographer. And within a week or two, you are getting a confirmation email or a letter that uh, you're part of the program. And for some reason, this time I didn't receive an email from Nikon. I don't know what happened. Um, I don't want to put blame on anybody. You know, the email didn't come through and uh, my membership expired. So I reached out to Nikon and they kindly responded that these days this whole thing has to be uh, done through their website, which was not big of a deal. Um, I've done it, send it off, and I applied for extending, um, you know, the membership. And the, the, the also, you know, I didn't, um, it was not first time when I was applying for this program. I was with the program for 10 years. So I, I deeply believe that they had some kind of record who is participating in this program. And I've basically got an email within a week or so that unfortunately this time my membership uh, can't be extended because I own um, Nikon D, D, D3S, which is a little bit older camera. And this camera based on their standard is not uh, professional anymore because they discontinue uh, fixing it. They don't have parts. And unfortunately that, that, that little thing disqualifying me from uh, being a professional photographer based on their um, rules and standards. So, you know, I have some other bodies, so I'm like, okay, this is not a big of a deal. I understand, which kind of was also interesting for me because Nikon D3S and, and all those Nikon shooters out there, you guys probably know, that was one of the best cameras uh, produced by Nikon was the uh, workhorse for so many wedding photographers and I think so many of us still use that camera but anyways you know they, that's their decision and um, if they think that this is not 
um, you know, based on their standards, professional camera, camera anymore, that's fine. So I put some other camera, which I already have in my possession, send this whole thing again. And this time, after a couple of weeks, I've received another information that my membership, again, can't be um, approved because I need um, a sponsor who basically will um, tell them or prove them that I'm a, I'm a professional photographer, which was kind of interesting for me. And that's where the thing's kind of getting really weird and twisted because I, with my application, I also send them out um, a document, which is the business license. And here in Canada, if you have business, you have to register to the city where you live in and the city will send you a document which is going to state that you are, for example, photographer. They're going to specify the type of business and it's a government document which can't be kind of like faked. You know, it, it's you have to pay for it. You have to apply for it. There, there's process to it. So I actually got on the phone phone with Nikon and I tried to understand what that sponsorship is because that was kind of interesting for me and I couldn't understand what it is. So I got with someone from Nikon and we had a little bit of heated conversation and um, pretty much we I tried to understand, okay, what's the sponsorship is, you know, why, even though I've sent all the documents, I, I have all those um, things which require to become, you know, in this program, uh, why all of a sudden this little membership, this little um, sponsorship is so important. So they basically told me, which is also so weird for me and um, kind of interesting at the same time, that I had to find someone, uh, ideally the store or some dealership or a person who is a Nikon shooter and they can prove to them that I'm a Nikon, that I'm a Nikon shooter and I'm a professional photographer. And I asked them like, hey, um, you know what, how the hell, you know, you, you know, you're looking for someone like a store who, you know, like I, I probably bought something from them. They're going to kind of like certify that I'm a professional photographer when I send you a business license from the government stating that I'm a photographer. And, you know, the person couldn't give me the straight answer. She was pretty much just going back and forth that, you know, there's a lot of fakers out there who are pretending to be a professional photographers, but they're not. And they're not really using Nikon equipment. And they have to make sure that everyone who is part of this program has to be professional photographer and has to shoot professionally and 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 this all kind of like mumbo jumbo which you know didn't make any sense to me and this conversation ended not really well because I was like you know even though I know so many photographers out there who are Nikon shooters and they also part of this program and they have no problem to kind of back me up but but why you know, Nikon, you know, is looking for something which is so kind of ridiculous that I need someone to prove 
that I'm a professional photographer. And, um, you know, even the store or they, they also told me that the dealership, you know, they had no idea who I am. They had no idea what my business is, uh, if my business is even registered or not. And for, for Nikon, that dealership of that person is more qualified to basically prove to them that I'm professional photographer. But anyways, so pretty much the whole thing end up with I found someone, they 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 gave me the name, they gave me all those informations which I needed. I applied it and um, you know, there was some other conversation going with some people who I know directly from Nikon and they helped me to kind of go through this process and um, yeah, I got qualified. But um, this whole thing took over a month, a lot of stress. And even though I really didn't need that service, like I, I know it's good to have it. I know this is something which really helps you. And sometimes if you were in the trouble, Nikon can step in and help you. But I think just the fact that you know, they, they make this whole thing so difficult, was so frustrating for me. And this is something which I just want to kind of dive a little bit deeper in and discuss this because I deeply believe that these days, those big companies which, which make cameras, which makes lenses, they really have to step up and they really have to make the clients happy. I deeply believe, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, making great cameras or great lenses and great equipment is not good enough these days because there are several amazing companies out there which make similar equipment with similar price point. Um, they, you know, they produce kind of similar quality of images. They need to somehow attract those potential clients and not only just they can kind of sell them the equipment but they want them to stay with the gear for years or even decades and in order to do that they really have to come up with some kind of plan to support those people to kind of uh, make sure that they are looked after if they get in any trouble with their gear they're going to be um, looked looked after, as I mentioned, they they're gonna get the equipment fixed quickly. They're gonna get some great um, service, and this what was really kind of breaking point for me because, as I mentioned, I was I've been with Nikon for two decades, and and they know about it because they in the application you have to pretty much provide those informations. So again, I'm not trying to put myself on the pedestal, but if someone is 20 years with the company and they buying and investing so much money into their gear and they kind of a very loyal customer and a very loyal client, they need to kind of, I, I think, make sure that they, 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 will think, they, they will take care of you. And that's what was missing in this whole process. I felt like Nikon just dropped the ball and, you know, they make to they make this whole process to applying for the service so difficult that every little thing which doesn't kind of align with their rules automatically disqualify you from being in this program, which, again, in my opinion, is just ridiculous because 
you know, the service is one of those things, again, which, which keeps you with the company. And that's what I really love about Nikon back in the days. Because, you know, whenever something happened, whenever something kind of went sideways, they look after you. They fix your gear, they fix your equipment, and you're back on the track with your business and whatever you are doing. And for some reason lately, and I don't know, maybe this is just my experience, but I talked to some other photographers and they kind of feeling the same way that those companies, they really focus on just the selling stuff, just the selling the equipment. And I quite often see on so many websites, you know, they try to beat each other with which cameras are better, which lens or which lenses are better, you know, which companies makes most profit and they focus on those ridiculous things. But there's no, I would say, kind of challenge where, you know, which company has the best service, for example, why we don't compete there. And as I mentioned before, and I'm kind of repeating myself right now, that, you know, making great gear is not enough anymore. They have to understand that, that they need to look deeper, what else they can do to make their clients um, happy. They they want their clients to, you know, stay with the company, to invest more and be loyal for life. And I don't really see that. I, I really think that some of those companies, they completely lost their track. They, they I know their focus on getting their equipment better, but this is not, I think, I'm not saying it's not the most important thing, but for me, as a professional photographer, and I, I'm sure that so many other photographers would agree with me that, you know, we don't really need the top-notch cameras and we don't need we don't need to have cameras which beats other cameras because we know what those cameras are capable of and we know their limitations and sometimes we are okay with that. It's not big of a deal. We definitely can live with this because there's other ways we can kind of make this work. Um, but having cameras, which in my opinion, you know, you can get great support from the company. You know that they gonna respond if you have some issues. They gonna help you if you don't know something or if, you know, the worst case scenario, your camera breaks and they will look after you. They will fix it quickly. Um, they will give you some good price. They will send you some backup camera. And especially this is, you know, for professional photographers. I'm not talking about, you know, some hobbyist who, you know, use the camera, you know, once in six months and, you know, they just do some kind of family photos once in a while. But especially those guys who are in this field professionally for so many years, those people should be on the Nikon's radar and they should be really looked after because those are the people who really make even those companies going because they spent big dollars on their equipment. And this entire situation, even though end up with, you know, positive results, this whole thing got solved. But at the same time, I felt like, you know, they don't really care. They don't really try and make things work and make it easy for you. They try to make this difficult. They try to make this challenging. They pick on everything and they pretty much just rip this whole thing apart and just make you feel kind of bad taste after dealing with them directly. And that's the main reason I want to share with this. Again, this is not a rant. 
I'm not trying to discourage Nikon on saying, you know, they're a bad company. This is just a one incident, which I think it's worth to share because I deeply believe that those companies, they need to really start looking at other um, things, what they do and improve them as well. Don't just focus on, you know, getting the best gear and getting all those you know, ratings and rankings and then, you know, just pushing those um, cameras to those, um, you know, people who can just say good things about them. It, it just kind of become ludicrous, in, in my opinion. You know, it's something that should really change directions. And those companies, they should really reevaluate how they do business, especially with those um, professional uh, photographers who... As I said, they dedicated their life to their brand and to their equipment. And, um, you know, that's why even those companies, they exist today. Because, you know, people like me or you or, you know, people who spent thousands and thousands of dollars over the last, I don't know, 10, 20 years. So, you know, they can kind of keep pushing um, everything what they do. So... Again, I hope this is not going to be, I don't want to just leave this with some kind of like a negative. And um, I had some positive also experiences with Nikon. As I mentioned, um, I've worked with them for so many years. I really believe in their equipment. I really believe in their gear. Uh, they're extremely reliable. I didn't have many issues over the last 20 years. So kudos for that. I have to say that um, they do a really good job. But... As far as the service goes, especially recently, I think this whole thing just kind of went a little bit sideways and they really need to look into this and make sure that everybody who gets under their wing is really looked after and they get the best service possible. And that's, I think, what it's lacking right now because if they treat me like that, I think that people who just buy their stuff uh, randomly once in a while, they can get even worse treatment. So, but maybe I'm wrong. Don't take my word for that. Um, this is just my uh, feeling. But um, anyways, let me know what you guys think. Um, you know, what your experiences are uh, working with certain brands. And um, again, this was incident would happen to me. Maybe that was isolated um, incident. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's some other people who have issues with, with similar stuff. But I was wondering how other companies work. Um, I know Canon, Sony, Fuji, um, they also have some kind of um, service. And um, I had no idea um, how that looks like. But um, yeah, I would love to hear what's, you know, people who shoot different companies and they shoot different brands. Um, what's your experience uh, with working with those companies? Anyways, I hope that was interesting. I didn't want to make this whole thing sounds some kind of tragic. Um, this whole thing is okay. Ended up with, with positive results, but I think it's worth to share because as I mentioned, you know, those are things which I think should be improved to make those companies flourish even more um, over the next, especially in those difficult times, uh, which we're getting into right now. So um, this is just a few thoughts of mine, which was kind of like sitting on my brain and I, I need to kind of spit them out and share them 
with you. I hope that was um, interesting. Again, thank you for listening. I hope that was interesting. Um, stay tuned. And um, I promise you my next uh, podcast, I hope we're going to sound a little bit better. Uh, my voice not going to be so funny and weird, you know, kind of sound because, um, as I said, like I was pretty sick and um, I'm, I'm slowly getting out of this COVID situation. Um, I'm on the good path. So, yeah, should be should be good again. Have a fantastic rest of the week. Uh, thank you for listening and stay tuned. I'll chat with you guys very, very soon. Bye-bye.